Attention people who still care. What simple steps can us regular people take to fix our broken financial system? This is the question we ask on the Crown Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, bottom feeding lender Snap Finance is sued by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau for illegally hiding their lending terms and services on their financial agreements. Rumor has it that an affected customer hid his boot up Snap Finance's CEO's I think you get the picture. But before we talk about Snap Finance, I first want to tell you Angela's story. Now, Angela had big dreams and aspirations, but life hadn't been kind to her. Struggling to make ends meet, Angela often found herself drowning in financial woes. One day, while she was walking through the city's furniture district, She came across a flashy store with a sign that read, Instant Approval, No Credit Check Needed, Affordable Lease Purchase Plans. Intrigued, Angela stepped inside, hoping she could find a solution to her being able to afford a new sofa. The store was partnered with Snap Finance, a consumer finance company that offered lease purchase agreements to consumers like Angela. The store clerk enthusiastically explained how the financing worked, highlighting the ease and convenience of the process. Lured by the promise of obtaining a new sofa without a credit check, Angela decided to give it a shot. The store clerk handed her a tablet with a digital agreement. As Angela tried to read through the lengthy document, the clerk assured her that it was all standard information. However, the tablet's user interface was complicated, and the terms and conditions seemed obscured, making it difficult for Angela to fully understand the deal. The clerk, in a rush to complete the sale, urged her to sign, mentioning that the terms were fair and straightforward. Angela hesitated, but the pressure and excitement of finally getting a sofa overwhelmed her better judgment. Moreover, the tablet system required her to pay a fee before revealing the full terms of the agreement. Desperate to improve her situation, she reluctantly agreed to the terms without fully comprehending the extent of her payment obligations. Weeks turned into months and Angela diligently made her payments, believing she was on the path to owning her new sofa. However, As time passed, she noticed the amount she owed wasn't decreasing as much as she expected. Realizing she was trapped in a cycle of payments with almost no end in sight, Angela decided to investigate further. Researching online, she discovered that Snap Finance has a history of deceptive practices and had been accused of obscuring the terms and conditions of their financing agreements to exploit vulnerable consumers. The truth hit her like a tidal wave, and she felt betrayed by the very company she hoped that would help her out of her low credit score situation. Now, Angela is a fictional character, 
but the consequences of SNAP finances obscuring their terms and services are very real. Which brings us to our news story. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is suing SNAP Finance for deceptive and abusive practices. Now, the CFPB sued SNAP Finance yesterday, which is a lease-to-own finance company, for deceiving consumers, obscuring the terms of its financing agreements, and making false threats. The CFPB alleges that SNAP Finance has offered and provided millions of lease purchase and rental purchase financing agreements in ways that have harmed consumers, including through misleading advertisement. SNAP Financing's advertisements often misled consumers about the true cost of the financing, making it appear as though the payments were lower than they actually were. Insufficient disclosures. SNAP Finance failed to provide consumers with important disclosures about the terms of its financing agreements, such as the length of the agreement, the total amount of payments, and the interest rate. Interference with consumers' ability to understand the terms of agreements. SNAP Finance made it difficult for consumers to understand the terms of its financing agreements by using complex language and burying important information in the fine print. Bullying and harassing of borrowers. SNAP Finance has a history of bullying and harassing borrowers who fall behind on their payments. The company has threatened to repossess consumers' belongings, damage their credit, and even sue them. SNAP Finance illegally obscured terms and conditions of their so-called rental purchase agreements, which led to exorbitant charges, said CFPB Director Rohit Chopra. To ensure fair competition and to protect the public, the CFPB is carefully watching lending outfits operating outside of the traditional banking system. The CFPB alleges that SNAP Finance's practices violated the Consumer Financial Protection Act, the Truth in Lending Act, the Electronic Fund Transfer Act, and the Fair Credit Reporting Act. A class act, SNAP Finance is not. The CFPB's lawsuit seeks to stop SNAP Finance from continuing these deceptive and abusive practices, as well as to obtain restitution for harmed consumers. You know, this is not the first time that SNAP Finance has been accused of wrongdoing. In 2020, the company was sued by a class of consumers who alleged that it had engaged in deceptive and abusive practices. The lawsuit was settled for $12 million. Now, I'm going to be following this story, and I'm going to see what the CFPB does uh, and what SNAP Finance uh, does. Now, this doesn't surprise me, this this story uh, about SNAP Finance, um, because the financial services industry is the most abusive industry that operates in the United States today by a long shot. Now, according to the Violation Tracker Project, which has been tracking corporate penalties 
uh, in the United States since the year 2000. Well, they have found that the financial service industry has racked up a total of $377 billion in fines since the year 2000. All right, let's let's put that number in perspective. Okay, so financial service industry at the top of the list. All right, and in second place is the pharmaceutical industry uh, with $114 billion in fines since the year 2000. In third place, we have oil and gas at $55 billion. Okay, so it doesn't take a mathematician to, to figure out that the second and third place industries combining their penalties doesn't reach the $377 billion that the financial services industry has. In fact, if you take the second place industry uh, of pharmaceuticals and the 10th place industry and you add up all of their penalties combined, it totals $362 billion in fines and penalties. That's still doesn't add up to the financial services industry at, at 377 billion. So this industry is uh, 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 abusing the public over and over again and will continue to uh, abuse the public. And it's not like this industry hasn't been fined and penalized. Obviously they have 377 billion dollars worth of penalties and nothing seems to change. So why is this? Why, why is the financial service industry uh, repeatedly getting fined uh, and penalized? And it keeps happening. These stories just, just uh, are constantly coming out. Uh, well, um, it's because of the, the way uh, corporations are designed. Now, many of us have uh, thought about um, you know, corporate bottom line and how that affects our economy and how that affects uh, uh, the working class and, and how it affects everything. And uh, especially uh, uh, the, these uh, uh, corporations that are, are public. Now, Snap Finance, it wasn't public, but it was designed to be a bottom feeder. Uh, their whole business model is around lease to purchase financing which is, uh, in a sense, you're, they're targeting uh, people who can't afford things like appliances and, and sofas with, uh, w with a credit card. They can't, uh, they don't have a, 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 the credit score to, to, um, to be able to pay for, uh, you know, a, a sofa um, oh, with a credit card. So the, this is a very vulnerable uh, group of, of people. And it's a large group as well. And, and so the, the SNAP finance was designed to target this uh, segment of the population that isn't really um, uh, have, have done well with their finances. Uh, and uh, I'm not blaming a, a segment of the population. Uh, financial literacy, that's not taught in our schools. Uh, so um, many people are ignorant with financial literacy. Very educated people, uh, like you know, you, you could talk about doctors and lawyers and engineers uh, and professors. These people, they're not uh, taught financial literacy uh, either. So 
the 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 sad thing is is that the the people who are using these lease to own financing agreements well they don't make as much as uh an engineer or or a physician so uh it it affects them in in a much different way so uh it, it it's the way that the corporations are designed uh that that is the the root issue um here going on uh so how can we change that how can what simple steps can us regular people take to to fix this this broken financial system well uh there are are a couple of things uh first off uh if you're looking to get financing um the the best way to do it from my point of view is through a personal line of credit uh now personal lines of credit are most credit unions uh, offer them now credit unions they're designed differently than uh, commercial banks they're nonprofit so they're not that there's no uh, there's no incentive for them to be unethical to uh, increase their profits uh, because they're nonprofit snap finance they uh, have incentive to be unethical uh, in order to increase their profits and the financial services industry it's it's a very it, there's a lot of companies out there so in order to make a profit uh many companies feel like they have to engage in these unethical uh behaviors uh, okay so um the the big banks which are part of the financial services industry uh let's take bank of america who was just recently uh uh penalized 250 million dollars for uh double for a number of uh reasons one of them was double dipping uh fees specifically their overdraft fees so um people were using their debit card and uh it it tri triggered a, an over uh the limit um fee which the debit card uh charged a fee for for overdraft and then it, their bank account charged uh, another uh, overdraft fee so it got doubled up now here's the thing bank of america uh they don't offer lines of credit personal lines of credit you can't get one from bank of america but most credit unions do and and here's why this is important because a, a personal line of credit uh can be attached to your bank account so instead of of having overdraft fees uh the personal line of credit will kick in when there is, it provides this overdraft protection. Okay, so a, a personal line of credit. What is that exactly? Well, it's revolving uh, credit, just like a credit card. You don't have to pay anything unless you actually use it. And if you pay it back before the end of the month, uh, there, there is no interest rate uh, that, that is charged. So line of credit. Here's another thing. Um, a, a, a personal credit card uh, just a, you know, a regular credit card, according to Wallet Hub, the average credit card interest rate is 22.45% uh, for new offers and 20.68 for existing accounts as of July 2023. Okay, let's compare that to a personal line of credit which essentially is the same thing. It's just this revolving debt. Um, and one is uh, attached to a credit card. The other one's attached to your bank account, which in a way is attached to your debit card. So uh, according to financestrategist.com, the average interest, 
interest rate for a personal line of credit ranges from 8 to 10%. That's less than half the interest rate. So uh, if you belong to a credit union, if you don't, that's a simple step to take. Take your money out of the, the big abusive banks um, and put it into a local credit union where you can get a line of credit um, and attach it to your bank account and, um, and, and now be able to purchase that sofa that you want with this line of credit instead of uh, a, a shady a rent-to-own deal. Now, rent-to-own may have some uh, uh, advantages because uh, you can actually give it back, the, the product, uh, without fully paying for all of it. And uh, Snap Finance was making it difficult for consumers to do just that. They're hiding it. And I'll talk about that more uh, later. But uh, if you want to actually finance something, that's the way to go uh, with a line of credit. It's also simple interest. Every time you pay it down, uh, you're only paying on uh, what you borrow. Uh, so, so that's that's step number one. Uh, get a get a personal line of credit with a, in a credit union. Um, you're not going to have face these overdraft fees, and uh, you don't have to deal with uh, these bottom feeding lenders like Snap Finance. All right, that's that's number one. Number two, um, there is uh, in the world of crowd investing, there is something called equity crowdfunding, and this is. Um, uh, when a large group of people, regular people, you and me, uh, pool small amounts of money to fund uh, startup companies. Uh, so why is this important? Well, uh, startup companies, um, th that's this is where companies are designed at, at the very beginning uh, when you're a startup. And now, regular people, you and me, we can design uh, companies, uh, finance companies that are ethical. Um, maybe if a lease to purchase uh, financing agreement was done ethically and done in a way that was transparent um, and it's not uh, trying to um, uh, max soak up as much profit for a few greedy owners. When when it's a crowdfunded, now you have lots of regular people as as owners, and uh, the, you you want to talk about regular people. Say, hey, I'm a part owner of this finance company, and we're transparent. It, it just allows for uh, an avenue for for good companies to to be able to uh, be produced and. It's not a few wealthy people that are going to profit from its success. It's regular people. Uh, so it's a way to erode the wealth and power of, uh, of, of these institutional investors, uh, the, these large corporations, these wealthy big banks who have historically uh, just dominated uh, the uh, startup industry in, in designing uh, companies, providing funding for 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 these companies. So so those are are two simple steps uh, with equity crowdfunding. There are platforms with as little as a hundred dollars uh, to uh, invest in a startup company, and uh, there is a platform where you can auto invest 
uh, in startup companies for as little as $50. That, that's as easy as it gets. Uh, so uh, th these are just two simple steps that we can all take to be the change without arguing, without uh, a divisive political action that has the potential to actually be profitable, to increase the, the, the value, the, the, the worth, uh, the financial worth of regular people. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know the three secret steps to fix our broken financial system, legally, democratically, and without divisive confrontation, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.